Dear listeners, I need everybody to send a recording of you saying the word umbrella. 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 When it's raining, you go umbrella. and you pull out your umbrella. What if they call them <laughs> something weird, like they're from the UK and they call it like a like a, a sky a popper stopper. or whatever the... <laughs> Sky popper? I don't think so. More importantly, that's very more importantly, do you believe as I do that an open umbrella indoors is is the most dangerous thing that you can do as a human being? I don't think it's bad luck. I do think it's just like there's not enough room indoors. People do it at work all the time and they just like they have them just there. And I just think it is the rudest, most insane thing that you can do like it's just like you could put a grenade on the ground and i would think it's more (laughs) normal than an open umbrella just sitting there behind your chair outside you open it outside you close it when you are indoors i've been on an elevator with an open umbrella and that was that's scary (laughs) okay well that person is a monster and is just looking to stab people's eyeballs out okay like that's uncalled i just think it's weird because whenever i point it out people think that i'm i'm the one that's being unreasonable when i'm like no you know that you can't do that it's like one of the rules it's like how you have to wear pants at dinner protocol is you get to your doorway you close the umbrella you shakey shake the umbrella and then you walk inside with it with the little you do little strappy strap around it to make it skinny and then you walk inside like a normal human and if you have a bag then you put it no, in a bag like, it will get moldy it's made out of waterproof material I, it's not I, also mold. i'm like well i don't want your off gases your weird umbrella <laughs> off gases the logic the off gases of an umbrella are you <laughs> kidding umbrella. me right now uh, i think i think god i feel like i'm in an episode of seinfeld <laughs> What is going on? Am I having a stroke? (laughs) All right. Eli has no opinions and doesn't use an umbrella. That means that you're one of those monsters that just, like, just goes out into the rain. I just wear a raincoat, yeah. I'll tell you this. I only use an umbrella, like, in dire straits. Like, if I have on an ensemble that requires, but otherwise, I bought a bright yellow, super industrial, like, fisherman's waterproof jacket so as a Gordon's part of Fisherman? a cosplay <laughs> yeah so as a part of a cosplay for a jurassic park baby shower i threw my sister <sighs> and i needed the yellow rain jacket nice and then i time. bought it and i and i bought it like a double xl and i was like this is the best fucking rain jacket i've ever had in my life and so <laughs> I, you can see me coming a mile away here's it's my like thing i hate walking i hate walking with umbrellas because they get stuck in the wind it's difficult i love standing with an umbrella because people stay away from you it's great you just plop it down on your shoulder and then no one can get to you everyone's just walking with umbrellas on sidewalks is tricky because there's there's and no one knows the rule if you are the taller person you raise you don't duck no one knows this (laughs) right okay (laughs) (laughs) people can barely walk on sidewalks let alone with umbrellas we walk into the right people we'd be walking just we're asking way too much happy new year we're back (laughs) we took a break
So we're back. Welcome to Buckeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 95, which is insane to me. Fool's Quest, chapters 17 through 20, and I am Rachel, a rereader. I'm Melissa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm also a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. All right, let's move on to corrections, omissions, and announcements. Announcement, it is 2022. Whatever that does for you, it it is 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 a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But most importantly, this will be the year that we finish this project. And our 100th anniversary is coming up. We are going to do something. (laughs) Um, We're a hundred years old. <laughs> I think it's going and to I'm be. And I'm Joey, a, a first-time audiobook listener. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get that with a good mic. <laughs> this is what our hundredth episode will be. It'll just be us trying to record. <laughs> trying to record. Uh, yeah. um, we haven't learned live. anything. I think we're going to do a, a live episode, as scary yeah. as what the last 20 minutes has been. <laughs> Is that what we decided? Okay, let's do it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, because we talked about doing games Yeah, and stuff, I think yeah. we're going to do a live episode. We're going to try to do some kind of games. What I would like from you listeners is for you to send me your favorite moment or your even your favorite episode or just like whatever you can remember i'm gonna try to compile something um and if it's the eight minutes of silence we'll ignore you (laughs) memory (laughs) (laughs) Um, you can also you know maybe send in some questions and we'll do something with that i don't know but we need content for that, and I'm or your Rutland suggestions because we always get more of those. Favorite piece of. Tell us your favorite piece of, a Rotland, um, not our Rotland, but like the book. But Rotland, also, what is going to get you to come to like, Rotland? Your best music trivia yeah. knowledge. What, do you, what, what are you getting in line for at Ro- at fictional Rotland? True. Also, more importantly, what price are you going to pay? Yeah, we need to fund our uh, our uh, buyout of the rights. Yep, yep. The movie rights. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing if we could somehow come up with the money to buy the movie rights? That'd be horrible. (laughs) I don't want to make a movie of this. That'd be bad we have to make a show joey and i decided while we were watching wheel of time that we could probably put together a treatment and submit it yeah Ooh, which i watched wheel of time i watched I all did. Did. Oh. i did i had food poisoning last week and i needed something to buy were we all just like dying last so. week because i feel like that was what happened because i also had a cold i was and... truly <laughs> perishing it was it was uh, it was something who's your favorite character who's your favorite character Oh, tell me who it is. Favorite character? I mean, I don't know if I. I have to think about it because I have. I wasn't prepared oh my God, for that question. It's not Matt Cousin. Okay. He's barely in it it's in the show. Fine. He was such a lonely boy, though, and I can't just always be falling for the <laughs> no, lonely go boys. For it. Go okay. For it. Go for it. Jeez. Okay, we gotta move on. I'm gonna cut a lot of that. <laughs> 
Um, leave it all in. Leave it all in. I'll put it at the end for yeah. For after after five minute minutes break, of free content. We have we have been 20. requested several times. They want us. They want us to read and or watch Wheel of Time. And I said that's probably not going to happen. Well, no, we were watching it. Maybe it could happen. Give me food poisoning. I'm not going to read in. it, but I will watch it. I mean, it. Could, you could do like a. You could. I mean, it's a lot of. It's a lot to do, but you could. You could have each of us watch the whole show and then do a do one at fucking episode and one only. <laughs> Alyssa's like, no. <laughs> There's way too much ground to cover. You can cover that in one episode. Yeah, you could. Yeah, we can also do the it's just like uh, you know, broad strokes. We'll, we'll participate. The Witcher, which would just seem to be going, who is that? And then me what and Alyssa over-explaining who everyone is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is Renfri, and this is... Let's Renfrey. watch all the Matrix movies. That's my... I love all the callbacks in season two to Renfri, by the way. So good. I just... We need to watch it again. It's so good. Renfri. All right. Uh, what are we doing? Um, oh, mail. Okay. So it's New Year. We got new mail, but from the same old people. But that's great because I love our same old people. We got mail from Jonathan. And Jonathan says, sorry, I navigated away on my phone because I'm stupid. <clears throat> he didn't send me. Is email. Jonathan is Jonathan Natal Chaos or is that someone yes, else? Yes, it is our friend. Yes, <laughs> it is our friend Natal Chaos. <laughs> my man. Yeah, and all right, it says, Hey guys, happy new year. I'm ahead of the potty waddy, and I finished the last book, Ass's Fate, uh, which redacted, redacted, redacted. I just want to thank you guys for the podcast <laughs> and having people experiencing it with me. I usually read an elderling book and then some other fiction book in between, but I couldn't resist finishing the series. Thanks again and keep up the good work. I think Eli has also finished. I just finished recently. Yep. Yes. I'm right on. I time. have to tell you, the last book remains an insurmountable wall to me, and I I read it the first time, and I have never picked it up again. So it's going to be interesting to see what I think about it on second read. I'm hoping it's going to be like when I read Feast of Crows the second time and realized it was brilliant. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see. But mostly, it I, just was painful. <laughs> I will say I liked it a lot better the second time. Yeah. Okay. Good. That makes sense. I'm just hoping, you know, since I won't be reading it with my mother on the subway during certain parts of it and going, please stop talking to me. It'll go better. <laughs> uh, and then we will have uh, Ashley and, and Joey just cursing us as we read uh, each chapter. It'll be great. I think we've been prepared. I hope we've I mean, prepared yeah, you. You guys have been preparing me for like... Do we have, <laughs> do we have an episode that's just like a four-hour cry Dude. session? Yeah. Night Eyes is already dead. You guys, I cried so much in this section. I cried so much. <laughs> Night Eyes is dead. I ain't we'll, crying. We'll talk no about more. it when we talk about it. But um, yeah. Well, then let's let's start. I was also let's start yeah. because I don't okay. know how I'm gonna cut this, but we're we've been recording for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> at this point. And I would like to. Uh... I mean, minus the eight, Joey hopped in at eight fifty five. We're at twenty, so we've had twelve minutes of banter. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I pay attention. I yeah, pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chapter 17. Blood. 
which this is not my first i like i personally have had another chapter called blood and <laughs> like that i got another one called blood was it in the dragon books blood you know i think that I you, the chapter clearly the chapter titles do not matter and I think that Hobbes should just go full Dune and not even number the chapters. Oh, God. Enough about that. Just start a new At least need no. numbers. Not that number? is Wait. mayhem. I need numbers. N- do, that they is, don't you number? take that back. No, when you, re- when you, <laughs> you do a group read, when you do a group read of Dune, now. the only thing you have are, there's book one, book two, and book three, and then none of the chapters are numbered. It's and it's every single book edition has a different page number, so everyone has to be like, well, where are you reading to? What section? How many chapters? What's the first epigraph oh, that you wait, stop hold on, at? Do they, that shit. Do you they, guys are nerds are getting off on that shit, and it doesn't make any getting sense. Getting off. How do you cite Dune? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck chapters. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I'm good. It's the same. So you, what you have to do is physically well, count what section you're in in each book, so you can say like book two, yeah, chapter. Not, I don't have time for that. that much time I'm mortal. What did Erlon okay, I don't say? have enough time. Life is short. If I die and I yeah, find that's out why I, I couldn't tell you where really I got awesome, to because I have of no count idea. Chapters. Then Rachel's Rachel is right? the reason that we had that tangent, so she should own that. The same. Uh-huh. Right? Anywho's, this is chapter 17, a very well-numbered chapter. <laughs> it comes after chapter 16 and before chapter 18. And it's called Blood. We open with dragon blood. <laughs> Guess what? We know 77 real cool things that dragon blood can do and 52 kind of sus things that it may be able to do. The problem is we've been playing a game of telestrations with the archives and shit doesn't make sense anymore, so who knows? It's really just a life roulette kind of situation at this point we are fitz and we are falling inside the skill pillar fitz is able to maintain a sense of self which allows him to remember that he isn't falling alone but with shade at his side who currently looks like a comet streaking next to him which sounds kind of cool but we know it is in fact not very cool fitz acts fast to wrap shade in a fitzy burrito in hopes of keeping all of his feelings inside but try as he might shades beans and cheese are oozing out and i apologize i was hungry <laughs> fitz hears a whisper telling him to merge come on it doesn't matter just merge it feels good but fitz holds out and reminds shade who he is a false star a brother a father a delicious burrito spree. <laughs> and then <laughs> you are hungry <laughs> And then I have them, and it's Dawn and Buckkeep, dutiful, dutiful <laughs> Nettle and Riddle Noodle. are there, looking, <laughs> looking born as if aged by years. How long has passed? No worries. Turns out they all just look like shit, and it's only been a day or so, and they were just free falling for a short time. Cool, cool. Fitz starts talking to them all like someone who just came out of a death metal show without wearing earplugs. How did you know we were here? <laughs> Turns out the crew got Fitzy's message about the attack, so they went to meet up at the pillar, but Shade and Fitz never showed. Now that they're back, Fitz is still screaming all of his emotions and thoughts, along with the words he actually says aloud. It's messy, he's bleeding, and Shade is unconscious. Great. They ask what happened, and he can't be bothered with words. He just hits them with a giant skill fart and calls it good. They can sort out the details themselves. They get back to the castle, and Fitz is instructed to put his walls up and keep them up, something he will have to be reminded to do roughly seven million times in the next two days. 
The healer comes to stitch up the wound on Fitz's brow, and he does a, a sloppy job, and we will continue to hear about that sloppy <laughs> job for several chapters as well. <laughs> Nettle comes by Fitz's room and confesses that she never knew how hurt he was when Nettle asked to take custody of B, or how much he actually loved his daughter, which is kind of crazy, right? She realizes she never really knew him at all, and asks, asks if anyone ever really has. He tells the half-truth that Molly kind of did, but we all know, night eyes. And Nettle is in on it too now. She knows the wolf was, wolf was his number one OG and all his true feelings because that skill fart from earlier was actually a mega multi-terabyte download of Fitz's brain. Oops. That's terrifying. Doodles and Riddle stop by with some supper, which Fitz eats like a forged one and then damn near chokes. Doodles tells Fitz to try to brain and listen to his words, though he doesn't have high <laughs> hopes. When Fitz and Shade didn't emerge from the stones, Nettle and Doodles jumped in to try and find them. And hooray, they did. The folks left back at Withy are okay, and that one messenger of Shades is now acting as a skill spy on their behalf. The Rousters don't know that they had scum among their numbers, and they're going to keep it that way so as to not rock the boat for now. And Rosemary has been given carte blanche to deal with Shun's stepdad. I love it. I hope we get to hear about it. There are also patrols looking for sleds and white folk. Thank you! Screams Fitz, <laughs> underlined and italicized with the skill. <laughs> Fitz skilled so hard that time that even Riddle felt it. Nettle is concerned that the apprentices will get mind-melted by him. We learn that Shade is unwell. He's acting like someone who got too high, obsessed with the weave of a blanket and the silver of a spoon. He also has that festering jab to worry about. Who else can we check on? Oh yeah, how's the fool? Asks Fitz in a panic. Doodles tells us his wandering adventures and how he was taken in by Ketty and her healers, which thoroughly terrified the fool. So now he's back where he started in Shade's tower room. All that effort to get nowhere. We learn that he, um, let's see, what does that typo say? We learn that he's was been in dire straits. <laughs> we learn that he was in dire straits with a burning fever, being tended to by a most grieved Ash. But Ash gave him some magic potion, and it's helping him. But also, it's changing him. Dun, dun, dun. They tell Fitz to chill for a bit before visiting Fitz, uh, before visiting, and Fitz tells him to kindly fuck off, uses his secret door right in front of all of them. And then he marches his skill stupid ass right up the stairs to see his beloved. Ketty's there and she's like, so glad you're back. So sorry to hear. And Fitz is like, fuck off. Not now, lady. And then he sees to the fool who does in fact seem better, but with gold eyes. Fitz asks that um, what Ash gave to the fool to make him this way. And he's like, well, uh, you see, I can't say in front of all this mixed company, sir. <laughs> Blood. Mixed company being the current king and the former queen of Buckheap. This really pisses Doodles off, but Ash reminds the king that part of his job as a little bebe assassin is sometimes not telling the king everything he knows. Zing. Doodles doesn't like the logic, but also permits it. And so we get a long-winded recap of Ash's days with the fool, blah, 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 story, story, story. And what did you give to revive the fool? An unproven elixir, sir. Something en route to the Duke of Chalced. Sniped by Shade. I wasn't sure how to use it, so I gave him two spoons worth. Two spoons worth of what? What is it? Dragon blood, sir. It's dragon's blood. Oh no, bro! I want to know what dragon. I, I just... know! It's very important! I know! I feel like half of this chapter was Ash say not telling him it was dragon's blood, just like <laughs> delaying saying it. Well, you know, it's just this stuff, see? I like that um, Ash in Ashley's mind is like a 1930s <laughs> gumshoe. He's a newsboy. Hey, mister! Hey, mister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's dancing. There's handing out of newspapers. He's a newsie. It's fine. 
Oh. He's got his little hat. I hated that movie. I walked out of it. Anyway. <clears throat> I love the hat. I didn't like that movie either. I saw like half of it and then I was like, eh. But I love the hat. I just, I just don't eh. figure it out why people like it. The hats are the worst part. They're so bad. All right. So we open with Dragon Blood. <laughs> we close with Dragon Blood. It can't no be a coincidence. Has... And, and also, it's called over. Blood. I don't know. <laughs> Blood. 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 So, we are once again uh, being told very Ooh. clearly in the narrative that traveling by pillar is is fucked. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't do it. And, right? Yeah, it seems bad. Seems ter- so let's do it let's some more. Let's do it some more, folks. Raise your hand if you would go do through it, a pillar. It, if we all held travel. hands. If we all it. held hands and jumped into a pillar, who would you trust in the group to like burrito you so you came out the other side? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's and no no comment. I only trust me. Sorry. <laughs> I only trust me. <laughs> I only trust me to burrito me and maybe some others. I also only but trust Rachel work at Joe Freaks. That's not shocking in the slightest. <laughs> I'll come out the other end with blonde hair. I don't hair do group or projects. You know? Like it just wouldn't work. You I had blonde hair I once. Don't do group has projects. To be me, only yeah. me and me. Me, 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 me. And me. Uh, Matrix. <laughs> sorry, we watched the Matrix. <laughs> me, me, me. And me. I would also trust uh, Hugo. Hugo, what's his name? Hugo? Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Who the fuck is Hugo? I would also trust Hugo Weaving to burrito me in the pillar. How many Hugo <laughs> Weavings would it take to burrito you into the pillar? At least four. Maybe six. I think Rachel needs a lot of burritos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining him like jumping she on starts, you. Like, she starts that nosedive like and she's pile. fucking all over the place. Just Hugo yeah. Weaving dogpiling you. But he's the weaver, right? So he would be really good at it. <laughs> I did make that joke. Quite frankly, I? I feel like I would be able to hold myself together. Oh, well. you think that you're the skill mistress in this situation? You got nettle energy. <laughs> I'm just saying, Strong I'm pretty poised in, in like crazy scenarios. I'd be lost immediately. Hugo Weaving wouldn't know what to do. There'd be nothing there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. Joey would go in and out and be like, "That wasn't hard." Yeah, he'd be like, you guys suck. <laughs> he would, there was, if there was a the list of trivia He's, to memorize, he would, he'd be, then I could do it. He'd be like, I do this four times a day every yeah. day for like the last 15 years. Exactly. He'd be the one who's like, I do it all the time. Like, <laughs> you guys just aren't doing it right. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, if there was a list of trivia I could like ah. chant while we went through the pillow that we keep saying, then I would be able to do it. What if you had to go through in the wrong direction? Would I have to chant what? the trivia backwards? Reach. Yes. <laughs> but I'd be screwed. <laughs> but you can name the you can name the castles of the wall in both directions, can't you? <laughs> Not anymore, but I could learn it. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <clears throat> I just want everyone to know that once we were in a very long, very long wheel of uh not wheel Game of, of Thrones. Time. Game of the Thrones Song of Ice and Fire. Trivia. It took months, How and long? one of the months? bonus questions that was supposed to stump people was name at least five castles on the wall, and we all just burst out laughing because Jenny can name them all in order. 
I can't that I can't do it in order anymore, but I can still name them all if I, if it's how I fall asleep at night sometimes. Wait, what was the question? Jenny's like, do I get bonus points for every extra one that I list? <laughs> they made the mistake of giving people extra bonus points, and we pulled so far ahead that we were unbeatable. I think we at one point we could have just not come anymore, and we would still have won. Yeah, until Jenny those, is the trivia queen. Until I mean, those she, asshole audiobook was... reader listeners showed mm. up and tried to challenge but, us but they couldn't spell anything but they, Damn but they couldn't sucked. spell anything and they didn't even show Everything up in the pathetic. last round so we won and we you won. know what jenny they were probably cheating they had their fucking phones out <laughs> because as an audiobook listener i know i know firsthand <laughs> that it, it is it's very hard to get the comprehension down as an audiobook listener joey's like you what are pillars bad I like them. <laughs> what are pillars? <laughs> pillars. There's pillars. He's like, I know exactly how to spell Pharaoh. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It's definitely pyramids. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So uh, let's back up. So they, they had, they, they, they fell into the pillars after being attacked by these evil roster people who were actually after shade because they were hired by shine's father. So stepfather, 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 stepfather. stepfather. Right. Very important detail. And <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, we had this great action moment after kind of a lot of not action moment. And now we're starting this section with one of these very confusing pillar sections where Hob, and I think actually more successfully in this chapter than maybe in any other chapter, kind of like explains what it's like to be in the pillars because it's like, okay, so like Shade tur actually turned into a comet because that's his name and they're falling but gravity doesn't exist and like it's always been sort of like this weird is it a river is it a you know series of roots like it's just never you know what i what i like with robin hob and the skill is she just describes it differently every, every single time. time so you know at some point one of them will work for you mm -hmm. <laughs> i know i do like that because right because maybe maybe fitz does comprehend it in a very specific way that like goes back and forth between like river ocean sky like vast empty space but there's always these like voices right we've talked about this before like who are the voices are they dragons are they like verity at one point we said that maybe one of the voices they could hear was verity or kettle um but this time it's shade so it's like what it, it the, the skill is very interesting in that she has very carefully not super defined it. And in a lot of modern American fantasy, especially, like, the the magic gets very defined mm -hmm. and very explained. And I like that there's just this openness. It seems almost British. It reminds me of the kind of magic that you find in in like older stories you know from like the 50s fairy tales yeah yeah like those all those retellings or like all the stuff that came after tolkien that was very like open-ended i don't know I, I like it it's interesting i like uh the the state he was in afterwards it's like the, the seductive nature of the skill stripped away all of his walls and made him really attuned to it but he's like has no control he's just really powerful and has no idea what he's doing and it's just like here are my feelings yeah and he's just walking around telling the truth for once which is amazing <laughs> amazing 
He's just like, you, I love you, you're important to me. You, I love you, you're important to me. Oh, you, fuck off. Where's the fool? Fuck you, we're not uh, talking about the fool. And I just, I loved it, because he was really living <laughs> his absolute interior truth at that moment. And yeah. everyone could see him doing it. And usually, he's very careful to make so people cannot see what his... They should get him skilled drunk more often, maybe they yeah. learn things. <laughs> right? I, I did like that moment, that he finally d- did get to have a moment with Nettle who has perhaps fair, very fairly misinterpreted Fitz for most of her life because he's been mm-hmm. so shitty to her, like, outwardly. Like, actions are more important than words, obviously, and his actions in and, like, around her have not been great. But sometimes explaining to people how you feel can really bridge those gaps, and he never did it. And so he was finally well, he learned able... a lot of very bad habits from Shade. Exactly. And look what Shade, <laughs> yeah. look what is now happening to Shade. Shade exactly. is reaping the life that he has sowed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if Shade could have told him to stop, he would have, right? Like, going around telling all his secrets, all his vulnerabilities, these are all the ways that you can hurt me. These are all the people I care about. I love it. It's great. This is one of my favorite chapters. I loved when he, when he went, he was like, thank you. Nope, that's not good enough. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, God, too much. Yeah, and it's like all the feelings from inside. But like, think about it. You know when you get like super drunk and you're like with your friends and you're just like, I love you guys. Yeah. That's kind of how it is, only like more real, right? Because he's it's it's his actual feelings and not his like chemically enhanced <laughs> feelings. He's the best. <laughs> even the even the people who didn't know they had any skill could hear him. It's pretty Like pretty when cool. Riddle can hear him, yeah, that's yeah. not a good sign. And Nettle's like, like oh. You're going to hurt all of my apprentices. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Yeah, shut it down. Shut it down right now. Just shut it down. Um, but yeah, like the feelings, the feelings. I wonder what, what, how Night Eyes would have felt at this moment if he had, if he had been there. You know, like would he have been like reveling in like the truthiness of everything, or would he have been like, whoa, this is too much? <laughs> Do you think this is what B felt I all think... the time from him? Probably. It must be. Yeah. Jeez. He's already, we've already established that when Fitz is truly emotional and believes in something and, is, and thinks something is important, which he thinks every interaction with B is important, he skills as, at the same time as he's speaking, right? We know that. And <laughs> he was Awful. doing this to her all the time. <laughs> yeah. I also like that um, being king is absolutely worth shit. It's nothing. Doodles can fuck right off. <laughs> I don't know about Dude that. Dude has but... no control over anything that's happening. He doesn't get to know anything. He's just the king. Well, fuck you. I mean, this actually goes back to a conversation. But like, how much control do people really have over Fitz in general? Like, but we're not talking about just Fitz. Like, this he... is Ash being like, no, sir, sir. Part like, well, but Ash is so low on his radar. That's like he's just like a little like minion floating out there, like. Biggity bosses don't know about the little tiny people yeah. who are doing and things. And it does echo a conversation, and I can't remember exactly when it happened, but it was a conversation that that Shade and Fitz had where Shade was telling him, it is our job to not present all of these moral choices to the king. 
Yeah. The king only has a goal. We it is our job to get to the goal without telling mm. him that he's going to have to do something immoral to get there. And you take that on yourself. And you have to have people on your teams that you trust to make executive decisions on your behalf and just like hope that it all works out. Like that's the only way anything that big can be established, whether it's a company or a government. Right, but I don't know if Doodles thought knew that he was delegating <laughs> experimental medicine. <laughs> I mean, Doodles knew that he was employing Shade, so right? that's all he needed. It's like to you're not know. asking like, enough questions. When you it... know that Shade's workshop is the first Shade thing is that's like... going to explode if there's ever Shade a is the definition of truthiness. Yeah. It's yeah. like okay, for sure. Shade is the most political character there is because he's willing to lie even to himself. He's great at that. Um, I do love though, just for the fooled, I love that Ash has been so, and I don't actually, if I was Ash, if I was in Ash's position, I too would do whatever I needed to do to make the fool happy because <laughs> the fool is like charming and amazing and has this great story and really just like gets people, you know, to trust them so quickly. It's like, of course, Ash would go and steal a very prized elixir and give it why not it's right there it's on right the shelf. there look he knew that the fool is vip and he was supposed to do what he needed to do if prince fitzy had come back and fool was dead ash would have self-sabotaged but ash like, didn't do that for do fitz he needed to do. ash did that for the fool because they're buddies they're friends right like ash has become yeah a i think it's i think there is a little bit of both you think I think that, I mean, like, I, I agree. I think that, like, Ash is, like, proud to be part of the inner workings to be like, oh, look, these are all, like, the coolest motherfuckers in the stories, and I get to, like, play with them. But I th- <laughs> I'll say this, like, if Fitz didn't exist, then I don't think Ash would have used the blood to save the you fool. Don't? I think it's the fact that the fool is so important to Fitz and that Ash has become so tight with the fool that he's like, this is the option I have to use. Okay. I don't think that way. I feel like that was all entirely for the fool. Well, I think Fitz is wrapped up into in it because that's how the fool gets not that the fool is only important because of Fitz, but like they're so intertwined, I think it's right, a little bit of both. Even if his he has his own independent relationship with the fool. Right, but like going back to like the notes that we've seen that Ash has written, that's like, oh, I've gotten the fool to tell me their whole story, and it's like not what I heard in the songs, and it's different. And like Ash was mad that Starling's song didn't include the fool. I just feel like Ash is like, whatever you got, whatever you need, I'm gonna get you what you need because you're the coolest, and no one, you don't get enough, you don't get enough attention from the people who owe you. I think it's. Again, I think it's both things. I think that, like, if Fitz didn't exist, Ash wouldn't have used the blood because I think Fitz ties into, like, how important the Fool is and all those things. And then also, even if Fitz did exist and the Fool was an important person, it we needed Ash to have that relationship with the Fool in order for him to use the blood. Like, if the fool was just, like, a VIP and Fitz also existed, I don't think Ash would have used the blood for him, but it's because Ash is like, no, this is somebody that I've come to really 
cherish and think is important. So I'm going to take this very drastic measure. Do you think from, and this goes into the chapter that Joey and I did. So maybe we should table it. But for me, it's been a very difficult idea. Like, why is Ash there? Like, from a narrative perspective, yeah. why is Ash here as an agent of chaos? Because the fool needs somebody to look out for him. Because Fitz isn't always around. Like, he's Fool is building his own little squad is the way I see it. Like, he's got the crow now, and then he's got Ash. Uh -huh. So he's got, like, a little, his own little backup squad. Because obviously Fitz can't be everywhere that everybody who needs him needs him to be. Well, Fitz needs to work on it. I agree. <laughs> he needs to figure it out. He needs to use the skill and figure it out. All right. And my last question, who here would take Dragon's Blood? If I was dying, I yeah. would. <laughs> to yeah, see, right. not dying, to see. Yes. Yeah, but he what? was taking yes. it. Yes, he always does. Fuck the dragons, are assholes. Like, I would be terrified to not be able to see. Yeah, I think I would. I don't think I would be happy living a life where the I dragons didn't are have my absolute vision. assholes. Right. So, but now you're connected to a dragon. I'm saying this as like we know what drinking dragon blood will do and what it. I might get hooked up with a badass dragon. Like, not all, again, we have very different views of dragons, Rachel. So, <laughs> you know that we can. <laughs> I've been team dragon for a minute now, and you have not. I, I do think so. it matters how much you know going into it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I think. I, I hope that my blood would came from a dragon. I prefer to is know the dragon. Boat. That's all I'm going to say. I would like to. I like the boat dragons more than I like, or even a serpent. I like them more than I like. They, actual they did also level <laughs> here's a, the thing. a city. It's like, oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say they did also level a city over exactly that. Yeah, no, that's true. So here's here's my question: Is like this blood that the fool has now taken comes from a dragon that is dead and has been killed? Hashtag spoiler for like two chapters out. So, but we know that you need to bond to a dragon technically to live as an elderling. Like your body needs them to help guide you growing and all that kind of stuff. So is the fool just going to die? Because who's the dragon that guides you if the dragon's blood came from a dead ass I dragon? Just, I have something to say, but I can't say it. What? <laughs> It's like, do you get adopted by somebody if they're willing to take your sorry ass? Or, like, or is it just, like, you get to live, like, a badass life for two weeks and then you're, like, you are dead As again. Robert Jordan would say, the author of Wheel of Time, read and find out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, all right, let's move on to chapter 18. All right. What is this gift that you stuck in? <laughs> nice. read and find out um yeah that's right Ooh. so Shea. chapter 18 like the changer you wouldn't sell baby fingers you wouldn't sell the livers of slaves you wouldn't sell the tongues of women or men's flesh trafficking in dragons part is parts is against the law it's a crime <laughs> <laughs> That's the and, then, and then Eli has inserted um, from the IT crowd the you wouldn't steal a car meme that they have when they're stealing yeah. DVDs um, yes. 
I did not have that context at all. Uh, it's it's actually I think that the the gif the gif I did is the, the gif I did is real. The IT crowd made fun of it. Oh, um, that's the real font. That is yeah. the that is the real the real I, video. You don't remember that is, this? The like anti piracy. No, ads. I know I remember that, but I didn't remember the font being so lame. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was <laughs> I guess the year two thousand or whatever. <laughs> it's just lame. Two thousand. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Thousand years ago. I thought I said that really quiet. No. All right. Fitz is still reeling over the reveal that Ash gave full dragon's blood and is wishing Shade were here to give some guidance on how it might affect him. The fool has initially been taken by pain and fever, but now seems to be recovering nicely, having some interesting dragon eve dreams to boot. He is now filled with the pain of healing instead of injury, and his bones are magically beginning to reset and mend themselves. Cool. Relieved that his friend is no longer on death's door, Fitz changes the subject to anything uh, that he might know about pe the people who took B and Shun. But the fool is terrified at the realization that Shade also has a daughter, which causes him to further question his own <laughs> prophecies, as this is one more farseer heir he hadn't foreseen. But as Fitz points out, the fool was supposed to die, and they changed everything when Fitz brought him back to life. The fool is reluctant to talk about talk but Fitz encourages him by vowing to protect him and to do everything he can to destroy the servants the fool suspects that they either tortured one of his messengers or they simply followed him to Fitz scarier still though the fool believes the servants may have generated new prophecies since he lost his abilities to prophesize the servants may have orchestrated everything including Fitz stabbing the fool and being forced to leave Withy Woods they may even be a step ahead of any efforts to thwart them. How do you stop someone who knows the future? <laughs> the fool is able to identify the kindly young, kindly-looking woman as Dwelia, and knows many things about this middle-ranking and manipulative servant. He is unsure why Chalcedians are involved, but does know that they garbed B as an untrained white prophet. It prompts a great deal of discussion about B and her white-like characteristics in Fitz, and uh, her her white-like characteristics, and this leads to Fitz talking about stabbing the fool to protect her. And at this point, finally, the pieces all come together in the fool's mind. He understands now. B is the fool's daughter. And <laughs> this breaks... <laughs> Fits his mind. Surprise. <laughs> Child surprise. No, you were never with Molly, he says. No, beloved. No, I, was with you. I was with you. <laughs> Such a terrible time to be deprived and then he's like, of my Wait sight. a second. How much brandy did we have? <laughs> <laughs> We've shared our thoughts and our food, bound each other's wounds, slept close when the warmth of our bodies was all that we had to share. Your tears have fallen on my face, and my blood has been on your hands. You carried me when I was dead, and I have carried you when I didn't recognize you. 
You've breathed my breath for me and sheltered me inside of your body. In every way that matters, I've been with you, just as a captain has with their live ship, just as a dragon does with their elderling. Fitz, full of panic, continues to deny as the fool asks whether B looks like him. (laughs) No. That's not possible. Yes, definitely. (laughs) But that can wait for now. How are we going to get her back? The fool knows that they are going to... Uh, Claris, of course, his old school. But by what path? Outfoxing the clairvoyant will be tough, and Fitz leaves the fool thinking about B and wondering if Shade can help come up with a plan. I love the point. I uh, love it when the fool's like, oh, fuck, I, I hate being blind because I would love to see the look on your face right now. You <laughs> dumb, <yeah>. dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, there, there's a part of me where I've been like, yeah, man, I fucked Molly. It was me. like what is his problem what is Fitz's problem he's he's dumb the no homo runs so so strong strong. in him it's insanity he also doesn't seem to understand how any of the magic in this entire story works (laughs) I know of all of the shit that he he has seen and participated in (laughs) And this is the thing that is, like, too far for his brain to stretch? Like, come on, dude. The mixing, the melding, the way that the that we, we've just been in a chapter where he was in a pillar where you just become one with the force, right? Like, you just, it's yeah. it's like all just like a But their peens did way. not touch in the pillar, okay? <laughs> That's very important to highlight. But, I- like... You're just like your essence is like going together, right? And then he's wandering around. Everyone's like, "Hey, you gotta like check in and show your passport." He's like, "Fuck you! Where's the fool?" And he like opens up the wall and he's like yelling the fool's name, "Beloved!" Going up the stairs. <laughs> and yet, this mm-hmm. chapter, what? what? I love you. What? What are you talking? This motherfucker about? sex swapped, and he's like, "No, couldn't be impossible." We were literally in each other's bodies. I like, think if he had tried, if that had been the way he had tried to describe it, like, hey, we swap bodies, and remember for that instant we were, like, one? We were, like, the same soul or whatever? Had I left a bit of my soul in your soul, I left it. Yeah. And that's the sperm. That's the bit. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I left just the titch of jisms. It was a super Ashton. blonde a one. And it just... <laughs> no, but like for like for real though like why is it so hard for him to to like grok like well and the fact that he's just so like he's so no homo about it that he can't even begin to see kind of the beauty of it i'm like you care about this this person so much like they're everything to you you brought them back from dead you've done all these things and like wouldn't you think it was so incredibly special to share this person right and he just can't the thing also- is, he's had those kind of like thoughts before yeah. too like when he was when he and the fool were connecting when they were all practicing the skill and stuff in the tower he was yeah. talking about how it was like more intimate than like whatever and i was like Ugh. yeah he's also looked at b and been like wow this reminds he me, reminds of, the me of the fool like who did this to Fitz? Is Except for brunch? now, he's like, well, I guess she may kind of look like the fool. It's like, does she look like me? No. No. <laughs> does she have tiny little chiclet teeth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did she not speak for several years because her tongue was stuck to the... 
She did she gestate for three and a half years? No. <laughs> I that in itself, I'm like, come on, come on now, just come. I with feel us like Night Eyes journey. would be like, you're fucking stupid. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> Night Eyes is so embarrassed right now; he can't even make his presence known. <laughs> he's he's like, mortified. He's like, I can't. Good thing he's hanging out with B. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. like I'm your real father because you're because Fitz just is too dumb. He's too dumb yeah. to live. Fitz is like the least father out of the three of them. <laughs> right. No, I mean it's true. It's like do, wh- here's my thought and this is kind of what I've learned from this book is that everyone deserves three fathers. Because three. it takes three. One is not enough. I would enough. just like to get rid of one. It takes three, baby, baby. It but if takes we had three, three baby, if we baby. each had three, then maybe it wouldn't be. Have Are we been. back to our three men and a baby reference? Yes. <laughs> Aren't we though? I wasn't gonna bring it up. Yeah, but we I'm are. Saying, we y'all are. bitches we watch are. that fucking movie yet? We are. I love three men and the baby. You guys, it's so good. <clears throat> Can I be Burt Reynolds? Little lady. Maybe I should have made my mom watch that over break because we struggled so much trying to find things to watch. Well, that would have been perfect. So we're talking about how it's really wrong to deal in dragon parts. Dragons are people. Dragons have thoughts. Dragons have souls. Dragons are not for... They're not cows, right? So we're immediately being hit. If a dragon dies of natural causes... Well, clearly there is a. Going... I don't know what that natural as cause. As soon would as be. dragons came back, there was going to be a black market. There was already a, essentially a black market in elderling shit. There's going to be a black market in dragon shit, right? Probably actual dragon shit yeah. is something you can buy on yeah. this black market. Probably. Lots of. It probably is great for your skin. You can probably just like slather it all on there. The anticipation of a black market honestly could have been part of why Bingtown voted for that. Oh yeah, and and uh, so like, are we supposed to feel bad now that the fool can kind of see light? I don't. I don't feel bad. If you as if you sit me down and as a reader, I'm supposed to choose between some some dragon and the fool. I choose the fool. Well, yeah, the dragon you is say... also dead, and it's not like the fool stole the blood himself. Yeah, he intercepted it. It was gonna go to with the evil fucking duke, that piece of shit, and instead our beautiful beloved. Yeah, and then it would have just it. been buried okay. underneath rubble, right? So And I reserve the right to call favesies. You say dragons are nukes. I think dragons are global warming and every little bit it's just not good for the environment. So that means that I don't think they're global warming because it's up. <laughs> The individual matters far too much in the world of Robin Hobb. Like. And the world of humans. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they are, but they're not. They're not global warming. Uh, Is that it? Is that really everything that happened? The fool explained it to, to Fitz finally. He doesn't compute. He doesn't understand. Because he's dumb. Dum, 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 dum. Do you think if he explained it in like, I mean, probably he'd probably think it was perverse anyway. But like, do you think like if he ex- flowers? No, I was gonna say, do you think if he explained it like the wit, if like, you, I mean, that would confuse him more. Like, just like the idea of 
like him and Night Eyes mingling. Right? Like Ooh. like Night Eyes was able to do trigonometry, you know? <laughs> like that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> now I just have a vision of like math press math professor Night Eyes. The math completely left. I wonder if if Fitz gave birth to a were baby, would he be as deeply offended? You know? Mm. Like a little wolf. Right? Where's the where's the wittiness of this child? Alright, let's move on. We'll do chapter 19. This one was so long that Joey and I split it. Which is gonna go great. And I <laughs> Yep. I already wrote way too much for my section. So this one is called Chapter 19 The Strategy. Part one, more family secrets. The intro to chapter 19 is a song from the Out Islands talking about Clara's in a castle built of giant's bones. Sorry. <clears throat> in a castle built of giant's bones lives a white seer surrounded by her servants. That's how it goes. Where her prophecies are written down and where they eat sea serpents, which is offensive to me to remember more than just their own lives. To visit, you have to bring copper, silver, gold, and bones, which is very Christmassy to me. With copper, I buy your speaking. With silver, I buy your thoughts. With gold, I buy your memories. And with bone, I bind your body so that you must accompany me on a journey to the land of your birth. Cool. The best part of... Mm, the creepy. I'm going to say that to somebody next time mm. I'm on the subway. The best part of this song <laughs> indicates that even if you force this person to take you to Clara's, they don't have to do it directly and they definitely don't have to talk to you. So Fitz wakes uh, to Motley tapping on the secret door. Motley, Motley, Motley. Food, food, food. Fly, fly, fly. So he checks her paint and lets her out his window, all the while thinking about his too tight forehead stitches, which honestly sounds super uncomfortable and I want him to get them fixed so he stops talking about them. He's sad that the fool is blind and therefore can't help him, so he unthinkingly skills to Shade, who is stuck in memories, while Nettle is looking for a dream to leave him in the dream to calm him so he can heal. And yes, Dutiful is there too, because it's a coterie party. Come on down, Lord, former Prince Fitzchivalry, and we'll remove the dang stitches. And by the way, the king had to buy that horse you stole at twice the price. <laughs> Fitz promises to be Fitzchivalry in public, but without giving up any information, since there's no official story as to how he exists yet. Um, and he thinks to himself, political puppetry while brutes hold my child captive. He rages. Literally everyone else is moving heaven and earth to take care of Shade and the Fool and Bee and Withy Woods, but hey, you rage on. Fitz is walking the Bucky Paul wearing half a cape edged in lace that I don't even think that Lando would wear when he meets up with former Captain Foxglove. He's waylaid, waylaid by this social duty and Fitz follows Foxglove to the mess where we're treated to the end of White Christmas, only instead of a prideful uniform, Fitz is wearing a stupid doily cape and hop, hop, <laughs> Everyone is standing wearing Fitz's charging buck on their chests and do not cry. Don't cry. I cried. <laughs> I cried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they eat and laugh and Fitz plays the Fitz and watches Bing and Danny tap dance before Foxgloves introduces him to her grandchildren. They've all decided to start a guard like they did for Ketrickin back when. And Fitz has to skill text dutiful how to set up a payroll and it's all very sweet. 
Fitz forces Foxglove to be their captain because we don't have any other trustworthy characters left from the old trilogy. And now here <laughs> is a force that Fitz can use to track down B. When the scene concludes, Fitz heads towards his original target, which is Shade's sick room. Nettle and Dutiful are there because they never leave. And Fitz has to talk to Shade <laughs> sideways about the traitor guard he tortured and killed for information. But even then, Shade insists that they shouldn't disband the rousters. No one else is so sure, but they're on their way back to Buckheap with Lant and Sildwell and Thick. And Dutiful is angry that he's only finding out about Lant right now. Poor Dutiful. He's forever wanting family and discovering them all very late. So Fitz and Shade talk a little about the after effects of the pillar trip. Nettle interjects that Fitz is just as banged up as Shade. She says, both of you ring oddly against my skill sense. She thinks that they both need to just keep from skilling at all. Shade does that whatever thing that he always does when deciding to do what he wants and damn everyone else. But also he just got stabbed in the gut with a sword. So Nettle might win out on Shade taking it easy right now. During all of this, Nettle steps up and makes me proud. She turns to Dutiful and asks him, as her king, to help her find foreign invaders to bring B and Shine home. And, okay, like we've all discussed in prior episodes, if this was a bunch of Chelsea Dans, how the hell did they get across half the country unseen? Where did they cross the borders? What ports are they, you know, ported at? They there's These are foreign invaders, right? They are warring invaders raiding across the territory. This isn't skull and daggers, farseer secret mission shit anymore. This is a state-level matter. So it's time to use state-level resources. Katrikin and Alanya are recruited to help search the libraries for a mention of Clare's and Fitz finally has a useful thought in this entire exchange and suggests that <laughs> Webb should use the world-witted web to look for stuff that men might miss. World-witted <laughs> web. That shit was good. The world-witted web. <laughs> so birds, you guys, we got bird missions. But uh, Webb is actually busy doing wit work at Burns, trying to convince them that they can afford to offer livestock to passing dragons. So who do they have that can access the WWW? Why? It's Sybil Brezinger, of course. So pause Oof. for me and Fitz to gag in a corner. Me too. Everyone leaves and it's just Shade and Fitz in his room. What else, says Shade? Oh, well, Ash gave the fool dragon's blood you definitely bought illegally. And Shade is annoyed but interested in the blood's effects and instructs that Ash record all of the fool's thoughts and feelings on the good parchment. What does Shade know? <laughs> More than we give him credit for. He took interest in all of the White Prophet stuff long ago when people came searching for one, the fool, when he was a toy maker in Jampa. Because Fitz and the fool left Jampa so quickly and disappeared, Shade surmises that if those that were seeking the fool then had truly been searching, they probably lost track of him at that point until he delivered himself to them post-Lord Golden. And what else? Well, the dragons have come back. What good did that do? Well, you know, you brought some blood, so that's good. The assassins sort of bicker then about ethics and morality and the nature of man, but that's boring. So what else is juicy? Oh. Shade casually lets it drop that Shine has the skill. Hurrah! We can skill to her! But then Shade also says that he sealed her. Fuck. Can you reach out and unseal her then? Uh, no. Shade isn't actually strong enough to do that. So Fitz thinks that maybe they can all try to get to her then once Thick is back? Maybe? But in the meantime, she's sealed. And this explains why Shun is immune to Vindelier. Shade is clever and notices all the details from the reports at Willie Woods. He figures that they actually don't have many skill users at all. So Elf Bark T is mentioned as a very good weapon. 
my section ends with Shade refusing to divulge Shine's keyword and Fitz noticing that he's in a lot of pain and he has fever. Bring me something for the pain. Then we will try to reach Shine. Then you can summon a healer. He requests. Agreed, says Fitz, scurries off to comply. <sighs> Wrong order. Right? It's going to do all kinds of shitty shit. Yep. Like, what did Nettle just tell you? What did Nettle just right? tell you? He doesn't listen. Doesn't listen at all. So yeah, that's cool. So your daughter can use the skill. Something that you yourself are very bitter about the fact that was denied to you as an individual, right? Like, you talk about all the time how mad you are that you were not allowed to learn how to use the skill until much later in life. So you're going to do the same exact thing to shine. And also refuse to tell. What's the keyword? What it would what, what? Like that would have been like just at least tell them that. And also like to do that to her without her consent is also some fucking bullshit. I mean, he also didn't tell her yeah. that her brother was the guy she was crushing on. So, you know. He's oh yeah, he confirms. Really of Shade made some parental mistakes. He confirms sure, in this section sure. that Shine does not know that he is her father. So she thinks she probably thinks that he's some kind of like benefactor that wants to have sex with her, which is even more fucked oh. up. Ew. Had to take it there. Well, I don't know. He fucked up there. And the fact that he's being given an out right now and he refuses and he still wants to control everything. Shade. Um, I like the description of Claris. It's a castle made of giant's bones. That's pretty cool. Sounds terrifying. Do you yeah. think it's actually a, like a like a whale bones? Like what do we think? <laughs> what kind of bones? Sure. I don't know. These people sound like pretty fucked up, savagey type folk. They might have just murdered some. some My giant. thing is also like, okay, copper school, silver school, gold school. What the fuck do you? What are you gonna do with people's bones? That's like a pride kind of situation. It doesn't have any real value. Again, like these people, they're demented. They're not normal. sucks i don't want to go there sounds like the worst place i feel like they shouldn't yeah but i also like that motley <laughs> motley shows up motley's like you know bird brain stuff like let me out i'm gonna get some food fuck you you don't have anything to feed me and then like what like 20 pages later we need birds <laughs> <laughs> fits you have a bird yes but motley can't report back she can too with her with her whole mouth. No, I know, but she can't report back from far away if he's not with her. Look, this is Fitz we're talking about. Does he honestly want to sit at Buckheap and wait for reports? No. He's got a badass horse that he just paid double for and a bird. He didn't pay. He's this is he's ready, okay? I'm ready. I understand. I I'm as a reader, I'm looking at this like, okay, you have all the tools needed to go on a journey. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Listening to all these people make decisions. But the bird needs to stay with the fool. <laughs> you can lend her out. Okay. Let's talk about the part where I cry. Okay. Mm hop -hmm. hop. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I cried so much in that scene, you guys. I cried so hard. 
I did. I told, I texted it to you guys, but I think it goes like the death of Night Eyes and then this scene. I was wow. like, like cry, cry. Is it because he, they, I don't know why it really got me. Is it because they all, like none of those people had really like thought poorly of him ever? Like they had all just been sort of. Yeah. And like, because he was always like just so desperate to have a, like a place where he belonged that wasn't him isolating himself like yeah he belonged in his fucking cabin in the woods alone but like (laughs) other than that he'd always you know he never felt like he really belonged and then he was in hiding for so long and nobody really knew his story and knew how many amazing things that he did and then for him to be able to walk into this room and have a big old group of people (laughs) well it's true because he was one of them once right like he he ate in the mess he lived Mm -hmm. like they did he had a uniform he rode a boat you know he he lived like a guardsman for the majority of his life when he was you know the bastard so yeah they definitely they probably definitely feel a lot of kinship with him and he has a lot more in common with those people than he does with people who were raised gently yeah yeah i just thought it was real sweet and he does deserve i think he deserves a guard. I think he deserves people that believe in him and and honor him and like wearing his crest and everything. It's just so nice. Mm-hmm. Although practically, well, I feel like it might look really dorky, actually. But <laughs> I also like that he gave Foxglove a role. You know, mm-hmm. I. I kept thinking of the song from White Christmas of <laughs> the general song. Oh, follow the old man wherever he wants to go. Well, no, it's go? like, what do you do with a general who stops oh. being a general? <laughs> what do you do with a general who's tires? <laughs> it's not snowing. Yeah. So it's like she has purpose now as well, because obviously her babies are grown, her grandkids are grown, and she said that her husband passed away and she's just alone. Mm -hmm. So he's just got this like misfit toys crew and I'm here for it. There's definitely a theme of older people are not useless, you know? In in this in these stories. Like Fitz himself is in his sixties and like like he's magically thirty or whatever, but (laughs) like there's a lot of older people still doing the work. And fantasy is always dominated by, you know, 19-year-olds who don't know they're the Dragon Reborn. and Fucking teenagers. <laughs> yeah, and so it's nice to see older people who are capable and who still well, have a lot like, to offer. It's like when patients single-handedly, like, fix the debt of right. like, grand things while Regal was off being stupid. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, these, so we also see in this section, I'm going to let Joey move on, that Fitz still relies heavily on shade for direction, guidance, like morality, and just like he's a touch point immediately whenever something goes wrong. Can you help me? My stitches are too tight. Can you help me shade? (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do. Can you help me shade? So... There's still a lot of codependence there between uh, Fitz and his mentor. Is his best good bud at the castle? Yeah. Like, just do. You it gotta have somebody. Show. All right, Joey, you can do part two. Chapter nineteen, part two. 
So the fool is hanging out with a new girl. And it's actually not a new girl. It's Ash, a.k.a. Spark. So we've got Ash, Spark, Shun, Shine. There's a lot of glinty names <laughs> happening. A lot of a lot of um, alter egos. Um, but you know, everybody's like, "Who are you? You're not a boy. You're a girl. What are you doing in my chamber?" Fitz shouts out, shouts uh, with twelve daggers at the ready <laughs> in a tone that could only be described as stabby. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's Ash. Actually, it's it's uh, Spark, which is I, we should say is really a dead name at this point. The fool is offended, completely missing the irony, at least at this juncture of of the fact that the fool thinks the he the she was a he. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, Ash begins to explain his tale, which is kind of. I, in my opinion, in my opinion, is a little eye-rollingly tragic. I mean, I listen. I I feel like the fool, and we'll get to this. We'll, we'll we'll unpack all of this after this after the second part of the chapter. But let me just say that I just feel like that 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 Robin wrote the fool in a very um, organically trans way, and this feels less so. Um, and I, I, I'm still trying to, to figure it out, but I think it, it, it really has a lot to do with sort of, sort of the, um, the tragic trans hero. Um, and I, I, I do think, and I've read some that the trans community has specifically clocked writers and authors for this very thing. Um, and we're going to talk, we, we are going to talk about it. Um, so let's just put a pin in it, um, to discuss later, which we will. Um, but it, this was on my mind as I was going through this chapter. Um, but without going um, into the gritty and suspiciously unsavory details, Ash's mother was a prostitute, um, a young Ash then taking to the behaviors of young boys um, himself, styled himself in that manner. Um, and his mother actually encouraged the practice because it shielded him from being exploited and eventually inheriting the, the family trade of prostitution. Except one day it didn't, and he was forced to flee uh, to the streets. Uh, Shade, having frequented this brothel, um, had taken a liking to the young Ash and saw him at, uh, as potential, guess what, for Assassin's Apprentice. Surprise, surprise. Um, and I'm just I'm just going to blow right past the detail about a shade visiting brothels because I want to like shade. And but it does. I should say it does explode. It, it does. It does explain why that he has so many um, newly discovered by blows um, <laughs> under his person. That's what they are, oh, Rachel. There. Well, listen. I mean, he didn't it's intend a very on the fantasy word. That well, um, but he he did. I I appreciated this bit. Um, so when Shay did encounter the young Ash, um, he used his uh, amateurish, you know, maybe like train, uh, like maybe like uh, tangent skill uh, of of amateur mummery to give Ash some pointers on how to appear more masculine as he grew there was a detail about stuffing shoes etc when ash found himself out on the streets of buckkeep uh, after the incident with his mother um it was a matter of days before he was taken uh, completely under shade's wing 
And I should also mention that Fitz, <laughs> this is a very, very, very Fitz, um, was somewhat upset at the the that that the the fact that prostitution was not only taking place, but that the the trade rendered the trades folk as little more than slaves. And we are reminded that modern higher education actually is essentially the same as prostitution. That's not said, but it, it, one would be remiss if what? they didn't at least understand. Yes, that is sorry. <laughs> Don't we have a lot to talk about though? <laughs> we'll just we'll just table that one there. But oh it's it's a little weird. Just saying. I mean, Robin's she's she lives in our in our modern day and age. Sadly, we learn that Ash's mother was killed probably by the attacker that caused Ash to flee in the first place. Uh, Fitz finally remembers why he originally wandered over here, uh, which was to get Ash to fetch a healer for Shade, as he his fever was growing stronger and his health was failing, which is like maybe that should have been the first thing, but you know side uh, you know the sides happen. It's fantasy. Um, she was a very convincing boy, said the fool, and finally the irony has essentially landed upon all of us and the fool as well um, because and while i didn't read nor listen to these books the <laughs> fool himself was a girl in many of the books um the 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 lovely amber um so uh that that's an interesting little aside that we will of course talk about the fool confesses confesses to fitz that the trauma that was visited upon himself gave a certain ferocious backlash that he did not possess before so the fool essentially is saying man like when when i when i was i when i was take i i was surprised and i wanted to cut a bitch or um and you know he, he didn't great which is good but essentially, in my mind, I think this might be more of really a Fitz trauma beat bleed back situation. I, I I would rather the fool kind of be off and be the fool himself and not, you know, this is more of this to me feels more like a Fitz thing. That's all I want to say. It feels like a Fitz thing. <laughs> I know the, the fool's been through some shit lately, but it feels like a Fitz behavior. Um, I think that's on purpose. But. Fitz parts with the fool, uh, as the fool is in great spirits, um, uh, you know, from having had some of this tablu dragon blood, which we've covered extensively, um, though he's still blind, but we're getting there, we're getting there, um, and late tonight, let's get some apricot brandy, by the way, which, you know, I'm game for. Oh, man, um, can we do that after this yeah, chapter? Cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Somebody named Integrity, um, okay, so this is weird. This didn't make any sense. This could have been left out. <laughs> Somebody named Integrity from the nobility encountered Fitz in the hall, but he didn't really matter. Um, but we get like kind of a lesson. Now. Yeah, that's Why? dutiful son. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Prosper and Integrity say, say... are dutiful sons. See, those are, those are the princes. Are you serious? Yes. His nephews, they're Farseers? They're his grandchildren, they fu uh -huh. Okay, the way they're written, they do not fucking matter. I, 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 maybe... <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I, I don't disagree with they that either. They do not yeah. fucking matter. He does not give a shit about them. Anyways, they're like, they're like, oh yeah, Shade's like not doing well. I think it's some fucking like, maybe, um, they're teenagers, obviously. Shade's not doing well. There's a gash in his head or something, face stuff. What? And then, and then, and then Fitz is like, yeah, uh, I better go check on him. So he does. 
Um, and Shade actually is not doing well. But it's mostly because he's kind of paranoid and sort of schizophrenic behaviors. Um, the portraits have been talking to him, which is yikes. Um, his fever has grown stronger. Yikes. Also, it appears he's suffering from the dreaded skill madness that we all know and love and heard about a million times over. And finally, Nettle. Thank God Nettle has arrived to straighten fucking everything out, including her. Uh, she's going to straighten everything out, including her shitty dad. Finally, once and for all, maybe not, but we'll try. Nettle senses that uh, not just Shade, but also guess what? Fits are still leaching out of their their skill leaching out their essences. Their essences are going out into the ether because, like you know, Fits just caught a whiff of it, and so of course you just whatever, just send your essences out into the ether. Immediately, uh, Fitz needs to stay. Duh. Well, uh, you know, I need to help, but no, you can't. Um, so finally, 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 uh, Fitz recognizes Nettle as the skill mistress of Buckkeep, actually, to do her goddamn job without being questioned by her washed-up <laughs> old man. After that, Fitz's stubbornness we've grown to know so well. Again, Fitz is like, hey, let me help, let me help. Um, he eventually relents, thank God. And then Steady is there, too, to help out. Fitz explains that they desperately need to get Shade back from his normal self, back to his normal self because of this connection to Shine skill use. Uh, they can't unseal her um, unless they get the magic words, which they don't know. So they need Shade to, to figure that out. Um, Fitz dramatically bites his clenched fist and shouts, Save him! We need Shade! All is lost if we don't recover him before reluctantly exiting stage left. The fucking attic. Okay. All right, we got a we got a lot to talk we about. We got a lot here. to talk about. Unpack away. Um. Uh, before we talk about Ash, I would like to just kind of like acknowledge that Shade has clearly taken a turn for the worst. It's not doing great. No. It's not doing super good. And I love that they're like, he was stabbed in an important organ and like, there's not really anything we can do. And I get it. It's olden times. They don't have like fucking endoscopes. But like, (laughs) they're just going to leave it. They're just like, we're just going to let you like, you're just like, don't move. Just don't wiggle too much. Yeah, they don't have opium. hope for the best. Yeah. Um... I mean, don't get stabbed in the gut for sure, but I, yeah, yeah, they don't, like, we know that there are skill healers, right? We can heal people. We've been. I don't, I, like, Thick can do it himself. I thought that Where they the were fuck worried. Where the Thick and why hasn't he healed? I thought that they were worried about using the skill around him. That that might right, make because it worse. He's, right, because, but at this point, what's more important? Can you skill heal him and then maybe cut him off from the skill to like keep him from leeching anymore like that that seems to be like an option instead they're just gonna let him leech into the skill and leech his blood out all over the bed and also like if he's incapacitated how much could he really interfere with the skill healing process to be like ooh, give me that well they 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 think that even in his dreams like we know that in your dreams you're still skilling because that's what nettle does that's like her expertise so she's trying to put him in like a calm dream but are you dreaming if you get knocked out yeah i don't know like can can you make the skill skill healing work when they're when you're unconscious healing healing 
Skeeling. I don't I don't know. I feel like they're not trying hard enough because he's old, and that really pisses me off. I don't think they're not trying because he's old. Like where where have we ever been? I just I know that he's now showing signs of aging. I just like, don't I just think about the remember the I time don't think they're not helping him because he's remember old. Remember the time that Fitz got he's stabbed old. and kicked by a horse and was dying and skill bleeding out everywhere and they still saved his ass despite it being like because he was Fitz though. Maybe it's a difference in Well, the also the fool was like I don't give a shit about your age. rules. Yeah. I I just don't know if this is really a case where I'm concerned about ageism. Okay. You should be. <laughs> if he if he is uh, pulling pulling fits in, do you think maybe they all have their walls up and they're kind of like just cowering behind their walls? Well, they're afraid. They're afraid they'll get sucked in too. Yeah, yeah. This is self preservation. But if that's true, then like take all your shitty apprentices that can't control themselves and send them somewhere else for like a week, like. People are mobile. They send them to Cabo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I just, I just feel like we're this is, this is also narratively, you know, a crucible point for Fitz, right? Because we have yeah. Withy Woods and Buckkeep and his past life as an, you know, and as a as an assassin and as the bastard and as the Fitz and. All the, you know, his guards are reminding him of that. But then we have his current life as a father and like all that shit that's happening. And at some point he's going to have to, you know, get in the cannon and shoot himself off into this <laughs> new adventure. He can't just be part of the Farseer legacy forever. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm still curious as to why they're not using Thick more. But... Well, Thick is not there yet. He's yeah. on the Roy. He's he was at Withy Woods. He's on True. his way back with Lant. So, but but Thick is so strong. He could probably skill heal from afar, right? Which is no? why it's very important that he's not there, right? Like, otherwise he solves too many problems. <laughs> like he wasn't there at Withy Woods when Vindelier was, and he's not at Buckkeep when right. Somebody who needs to be competent. I guess they're trying to have some type of storied plot Right? Line, like, whatever. for plot reasons. The guy who's the MacGuffin can't be there. Whatever. Um, Alright, let's talk about Ash, who is also Spark, who... I think... So, Joey, I, I just gotta jump in. Huh? I just gotta get up in it. I thought your comments about this being, like, trans-related is not something that my mind ever made that leap to. Me neither. Because I don't <laughs> consider Ash as being trans no more than, like, Shade is trans when he's dressing up as Lady Time. Because Ash isn't, like, choosing right. to live. His, Ash's mother made that choice to make him safe, make them safe. Right. From and Ash the world like, that they identify. live in. Well, hold yeah. on. I mean, was is that true? Because I, I got, I felt like there was some strong subtext that that Ash identified as a man. I and Joey and I have not talked about this. I want to make that clear. I was actually surprised that Joey said this, but I have also. I think, I think that Ash functions in a way similar 
it's a commentary about what the fool is doing with their identities where because they are useful right like ash doesn't know that there were genders or at least that that they were not what they were told they were until very late in their life so yeah so yeah i think that you're right i think that like does ash did ash get to choose no but also i would agree there's some gender fluidity there but i don't think it's like a conscious choice no but i think that it i think that what he's saying about the the trauma involved in that is really interesting because that also happened to the fool in a way so we have so ash it was what were ash's choices you are either a boy or a prostitute right and that that's an interesting read on on gender fluidity and <laughs> it is potentially I guess ex- to me I just didn't like in reading this it didn't occur to me that that this was a trans character you know like it just didn't read that way to me but do you do you not think the fool is a trans character then or is it does it have does it require a modern sensibility to be a trans character I think the f- fool is like there's there's a gender fluidity that like the fool I feel like identifies the f- yeah, I feel both like the fool as a female and a male I like but i don't see trans, ash right I, so right but i don't identify i don't see ash identifying as like a specific gender you know like i see them just as like playing roles but not as like genuinely identifying the way the fool I feel like I feel like the fool is I, like non-binary was. not so much I think that the fool is what other people expect them to be and I think that ash is what they need to be in the moment I think it's two different sides of a coin and I I wonder if ash is robin hob attempting to kind of figure that out and to say some more concrete things about gender that were that wasn't like clearly elucidated with the fool because the fool was just this more enigmatic character where things couldn't be explained because then it would kind of ruin a lot of the reveals and the mysteries and all of that stuff i i do agree that there is something interesting about the fact that again we still all of these characters that we have a lot of characters dealing with with gender right now b is clearly benefiting from people assuming that she is a boy right now Mm -hmm. and also the prophecies assumed she was a boy when she's not in my mind b is more intensely a trans character than ash but that's because b is a child and b is not yet sexualized and i'm thinking well if b is a boy maybe b is a boy maybe that's why all this shit is is wrong because right. he's a boy. Yeah. Um, but I think also like Ash is an example of people see what they expect and and that can be used to a person's advantage. I don't know what I don't know what Ash is for. And I said this before and like when I why is Ash here? Other than to be an, a sort of little element of chaos and an ally of the fool, why is Ash here? here well that's that's what i said as soon as i read this chapter i was like but like is why 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 did why did we need it almost felt artificial 
to add this character in to make them you know to have that 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 i mean maybe 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 it was some sort of narrative symmetry i don't know but it it was sort of like i don't know it it just felt artificial that we had to have that moment i in fact i i would posit that i don't think that that robin hobb intended on this being a trans character until later on when she got to like later came as a revelation that's just a, a personal theory i have but it, it it just I just don't see I don't I don't I I really don't get it other than to 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 have some of that that tragic trans character uh, narrative that we can talk about. I I, I do yeah. think so I definitely strange. I'll say like I feel like I need more information from Ash to know like where where that really stands of like yeah. whether it's espionage and like dressing as different genders as like a means of survival slash spying or if it's actually like a means of identity for that person yeah because right now we're even with the i agree we have this problem of this gender fluidity being something that is used to manipulate people it is yeah and i don't i don't necessarily i like it doesn't really like i'm like there's got to be like I've explained it to myself in the fool's case where it's not a manipulative tactic, right? But... I I see it as not manipulative in that like the fool is very private and doesn't feel the need to like identify themselves one way or the other and it's just like I am who I am, like what does it matter what my gender is? And so that's why I guess I feel like that to me seems because the like fool a more is that from the very beginning. So even right. becoming Amber later, it's not as specifically right. i'm doing this to you know disguise myself it's and just in their letters ash says this is my persona this is a disguise my you know my other self so even from that character's point of view there's a, a, a you know it's it's done as a a disguise so yeah whereas with amber it was like well that's just me it's just me but yeah but but then why what's the statement what's the dichotomy why are those two things perpendicular to each other why is it here and what is it explaining to us and well the fool's always just been that question mark that we all we just kind of well the fool has also alluded to some things in their past which i think is very problematic it's like a very like mid-century idea that queerness is caused by trauma exactly right. and like oh and that's i agree with you joey and ash as a character if it is intended to be translated as a trans character that like this like extreme horror trauma yeah. that they use to to make this character mm-hmm. who they are it's like no yeah. we don't have to like you don't being different doesn't mean you come you from a place of trauma it's not like a requirement that you only end up this way because you've been through extreme circumstances in your life like right. that's kind of crazy and very fucked up and i really just denormalize it's denormalizing which i don't appreciate yeah. and I, I know it's a trope it's that a having lot of to put a reason into. behind it instead right. of it just being what it is exactly you know? yeah. and i think that's like why i'm i'm Part of me is very like i don't think that ash is meant to be a trans character but i think we should keep reading and like keep discussing that because there are certain things about ash that definitely could be read as a trans character so i um, i think it's it's interesting to think about it from ash's point of view that mm -hmm. like imagine you didn't you didn't have the correct understanding of what gender even was until you were like eight 
Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, from that perspective, is it even important? Is it, does it really, you know, like, are you really tricking people? Exactly. But I think also from that point, from the story that Ash told in this chapter, that means that default is, uh, is boys don't get, pre get preyed on and women mm -hmm. do. Right. And right. That, I think mm -hmm. that that detail is what mucks this up because clearly <laughs> boys can also be preyed upon. Preyed upon. And maybe, maybe Ash would, you know, like maybe this was inevitable, like pretend, like saying, telling them you're a boy, you're not a girl, you can't be sold as a young girl was only keeping, you know, Ash safe to a point. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, I think it is, we should definitely keep an eye on Ash and especially like thinking like what is Ash, from Ash's point of view, what's happening. Um, but yeah, I think like obviously Robin Hobb has never shied away from gender stuff in her writing and she's kind of purposefully vague about it, which I think is kind of it's nice. so annoying. But it's also yeah. kind of well, nice. It's nice, but it's also annoying. I, 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 I feel like the annoying portion of it for me is that like it'd be great to say like look at this well written very concretely meant to and intended to be lgbtqia character right. as opposed mm -hmm. to it being like oh well i guess it could be or like i think it is um so that's yeah, where that's where the fitz is so stupid that fitz needs multiple examples of yeah. kind of the same thing <laughs> literally standing in front of him to understand something and yeah what does that say about like i'm the reader i i understand maybe Bob doesn't think i understand maybe ash is there to like really drive home this idea that gender is constructed by assumptions and mm -hmm. you know how how why how and why ash was kind of like forced or not forced into pushing assumptions either way is not as important as the fact that it is it, it it was easy it was easy even to fool someone who has done it themselves like yeah that's very interesting to me that even the fool was like well, okay I, yes the fool's blind but <laughs> you know I, I don't know it, it, it and Fitz was never going to notice because Fitz is <laughs> an idiot. Yeah. Not in this series, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting read from Joey's perspective. I wasn't expecting him to bring that up. Yeah. So thank you. Welcome. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. And I, you know, I mean, if I like to think of it too as like if this was being adapted now, I think it would be made more explicit. Oh, absolutely. They so, could not, right? This is, look, you know how we're going to deal with the pain that's coming to us? We're going to watch Three Men and a Little Lady and a, ba and a Baby, whatever. <laughs> how and many little things? Three Men and a Little Lady Baby? Are we There's do... a baby and a little lady. <laughs> Can we do a podcast a on the on these movies after yeah, we finish? Absolutely. Why not? We'll somehow relate them back to Bucky. That's that should be the the live episode. Is just join us to watch Three Men and a Baby with our commentary. <laughs> you know what I like about that title is that I know not to expect more than three men. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can no go more in than comfortable. Three men. 
a totality of three men and a baby. We could completely steal the format of how did this get made, watch three men and a baby, and then come together to talk about it. So, could be a thing. Whatever. We're going to have, in Roteland, there's going to be a gift shop. One of one of the gift shops. And it will be like... Just classic all, movies that we've referenced. All the shit. It will, no, it'll be... <laughs> I was going to say, it'll be everything, like, very normal to Roteland, except for there's going to be, like, one snow globe that has three men and a baby inside of it. A snow globe. (laughs) (laughs) Mustaches instead of... And a dragon. Three men and a baby and a dragon. (laughs) We'll have, like, we'll have a a Roteland-relevant one, and then, like, one that's actually three men and a baby. So there'll be one that's, like, the fool night eyes and fits and and b and then i don't know i think we should also just have like a blockbuster section of roteland where it's just classic movies on vhs stuff you you need to have watched in order to get all of our references that so many of our listeners are just currently like sure (laughs) (laughs) whatever so many of our listeners are like oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about former (laughs) listeners (laughs) (laughs) take that back three four stars i took away a star because i never know what the fuck they're talking about whatever i feel like a lot of our listeners are our age but i don't know how popular these films were in europe so who knows which i can acknowledge that a lot of our (laughs) listeners are not based in america so i mean but maybe it has like a novelty to it because like you know it's like a team in france it's like uh, maybe 20 years later it caught on yeah maybe um i was you know we were talking about oh my gosh i just recipes from buck and where they are and they've got to be in australia or new zealand because it's summertime where they are Mm. the last they've i've noticed in their posts in the last like week and a half two weeks they were talking about like seasonality of things and how it's summer so they have to be yeah southern hemisphere it's got to be australia or new zealand yeah Good, good detective skills there. Yeah, yeah. All right, shall we move into chapter 20? Yes. Show us. Chapter 20, Marking Time. Skillmaster Arcing Time guides us through the pool rules (laughs) of the skill. Always use the buddy system, but not too many buddies. Pregnant women, right out. And above all, don't pee in the skill stream. Fitz goes down to the training yard for some mindless axe swinging. Foxglove is instructing some guardsmen trainees with wooden swords. Fitz asks if there are any among them who are axe wielders, and Foxglove is like, Whoa there, you're a prince now, aren't you feeling frail? Fitz says nothing, (laughs) his bones cracking audibly when the wind blows. Foxglove sends over his sparring partner, absolute unit, seven foot tall with muscles for her muscles, Lily. Foxglove turns to Fitz and says, remember, you're old now, before Lily absolutely kicks his ass. Fitz, ass akimbo, limps (laughs) back to his chamber to find Steady waiting for him. Just looking at Steady's mouth makes Fitz sad. 
Steady tells Fitz to put his walls up. He's making everyone depressed. He also talks about Shade's concerning skill pillar adventures to Oslovial and his memory stone addiction. Dude's been using this incredible, life-changing, elderling teleportation magic to just haul rocks, I guess. <laughs> Before Nettle, of course, cuts him off. Is there just a pile of skill rocks in the castle somewhere? Maybe. Steady is also after that good herb, the strongest weed in the south farthing, delvin bark, so that they can cut shade off from the skill completely and just kind of salvage whatever human being is left in there. As soon as Steady leaves, Fitz wastes no time invading his daughter's privacy again. In her diary, there is a drawing of a woman sleeping in flowers with bees, a drawing of a wolf with a poem about the wolf of the West, quote, who would race to the aid of any of his subjects who called upon him, and a chaos drawing of the butterfly man accompanied by the poem, all he could dream, all he could fear, given to him in the space of a year. Fitz recognizes this as proof that B is he and the fool's daughter. No way, that's insane. That's silly talk. And we're going to ignore it. <laughs> Fitz spends much of the chapter deeply depressed, visiting Shade and navigating court life. Nice. One day. Back to the, back to the Matrix. <laughs> yes. There's a gif in this doc of uh, Neo uh, defending himself against Agent Smith. One day, Fitz happens upon Ash cutting the fool's hair. The fool update today is that he seems to be healing, and he can discern light and darkness with his, quote, whirling dragon eyes. The fool asks Fitz if they're going to Clarice to poison the wells or whatever yet, and Fitz says, no, gotta find B. The fool says, okay, but then B is coming with them, insisting that she will also see that it is her path to go to Clarice. Fitz argues incredulously that he won't, quote, take his daughter into slaughter. And the fool says, you literally told me 10 minutes ago you burned a body together, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> but in a larger scale. <laughs> Fitz asks if there's any hope of Dwalia's mistreated followers rebelling against her with them. And the fool says they're pretty much drowning in Kool-Aid and beyond hope. <laughs> the fool says he refuses to be skill healed by anyone but Fitz, and he can't skill without being a huge leaky danger bummer, so they're going to have to wait a while to wreck Clarice. Eventually, Thick and Fitz veggies return. Thick had been mistreated, so add that to the list of people to kill. Wait, no, Fitz seems to think it's Thick's fault for being attracted to people who would hurt him most. Okay, truly not a fatherly bone in your body then. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Perseverance shows up and says, I'm going to kick their ass, sir. The audience cheers. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have a sick Thick, and the Rousers beat Per for sticking up for sick Thick. Fortunately, it's horse talk time with Pris and Speckle. Pris is being groomed because her legs got all muddy, falling through some ice, but she's okay. Fitz tells Purr not to go near the rousters again, which means he'll definitely listen and do that. The end. <laughs> I do think that Perseverance, B, and Ash... And maybe, maybe, like, if 
if they get personalities, Dutiful's kids are like a good like second generation of characters if Hob wants to do that someday, <laughs> maybe. Give us more pain. <laughs> I would happily follow them all around. Why not? I would too. Especially Perseverance. Like, I definitely read a book about him persevering. Uh, let's see. All right. So, I does anybody else feel like the skill rocks, the skills cubes? They're just like novels. <laughs> and. <laughs> And Shade's just, like, really into books. <laughs> like, leave them alone. <laughs> or are they... I feel like they should are... to a book club and stop having isolated reading time. Are, are they, like, in Kelsingra, where they kind of took over... Uh, what's his name? Rapscal kind of made him go insane. Took over his personality. Could it I be just, like that, or are they just too they're... small? I think they're too small, yeah. I think that he in took too much of one person's... Yeah, yeah, like, he became, like, that person and obsessed with, like, their life and that path. But, like, I don't know. If Shade is getting little skill blocks from all sorts of different facets and, like, they're not... Who's to say that they're about, like, a person? It could just be, like... How to dig a well. to music yeah. or how to dig a well. Yeah, like, really anything. So it's, like, would he really get lost in Cobbling. Those? You know, <laughs> I, elderly cobbler. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's Netflix know. and chill. Like you have to remain diverse. You can watch all kinds of stuff. You can't just watch Marvel over and over and over and over because you'll just become like a Marvel brain person. You have to like diversify. And except for Shade needs to stop with the chill part because he's got a lot of kids already. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, and, and like there's a lot of Dune remakes you could watch, and that that's that's cool personality, I think. <laughs> says rachel leaving the dune skill block store for the second time this week right that's <laughs> yeah, true um do you think they're gonna make any good dune lego sets no Never. Because it's really? WB and they are bad at that kind of stuff unless it's Harry Potter. Oh. Boo. There's not even a Matrix Lego set as far as I know. Isn't that WB too? Well, I think so. Yeah, but like Matrix, when Matrix came out, Legos weren't... Legos, let's face it, Legos were really popular and then they died off for a while and then they became really popular again. Right. And the OG Matrixes matrices <laughs> matrixes there is a tron Matt. lego set there's a tron lego they... set we own it i know but that's disney they're better at yeah well no it's true the lego had it there was a dark age there and they they were just starting to figure out licenses it was 1999 uh -huh. they were figuring out star wars and it was a big deal and finally they put out bionicles and then the licenses finally caught on and yeah there was yes there was a dark age oh no joey's I'm, matrix was in i'm done i stop. i'm done stop. <laughs> no i'm thank you for supporting my theory i appreciate yep. it 
So I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know if Matrix is the best example. Are we are are we good with the return of sad fits? Return of the sad. Return of the oh my god. <laughs> he is running Sad Sacks Anonymous meetings in the basement. <laughs> is this all just because he like went to train? I mean, like I feel like this way too. Working out, like it's like, oh, I'm old. My body is too. Hit me harder. <laughs> like I'm never gonna feel that way again. Nothing will ever be easy Punish again. Me. Gravity sucks. Like, is it just because he worked out? <laughs> like... I I mean, I'll be honest. So a lot of times when I work out, I get a little sad afterwards. So maybe that's I mean, a part of it. He yeah. is learning that he really is not in the shape that he thought he was, and that might it might be more difficult to recapture re collect beans. Well, was right because he's yeah. he's like 65 but he's really 35 but he's really 65 but he's really 65 which is yeah. also the age i am so i really relate 65 <laughs> i tried so hard <laughs> i have to buy that beat saber God, don't please don't if you i'm telling you if you have beat saber you let me know because we can we can battle we can the in the Troniverse. <gasps> is it a wow. battle or is it like yeah, a co-op? It's like a co I don't know if it's co-op or what, but because I don't have any friends in there, so I don't click on that button. But... I, I don't like to fight my friends. I like to play with my friends. I like co-ops. Somebody get a switch with Mario Kart and friend me on there. I don't, I don't have, have a fancy schmancy thing. I don't have switch. I you like... can play with my Ashley. Ashley has I'm not your Ashley. I have too many Ashleys, okay? Yeah, yeah tell me about it. <laughs> I know. I am aware that everybody has too many Ashleys. It's it's geographical because Jenny's roommate Ashley for sure has Switch. <laughs> yes. She loves Mario Kart. I'm just trying to play battle mode all day, Eric. Well, if I'm telling you, do you know how do you know how deeply satisfying it is to take two lightsabers and just smack little boxes like you're Mario? I'm sure it's awesome and fun, but it's the not beat. in the budge, Bia. That shit's expensive. Yeah, they need to get that price down. They also need to make. They do. They I was to... shocked. I looked it up and I was like, damn. Yeah. And that's subsidized. That's the sad part is that technology should probably be more closer to six, seven hundred dollars. But Facebook is like, no. yeah, I want to know what's in your house. I will cut the price. Your girl's trying to wallpaper a room, and that shit costs like a million dollars. That's so. true. What's wall? Well, no, we can't talk about that. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Saturday night social. No lie to wallpaper my bedroom with like mediocre wallpaper. They're like two grand. (laughs) You got wallpaper up in your guest room. Rachel was like, I wonder what that is. It was one wall for a fucking reason. (laughs) Deep detail wall, accent wall. So we know that Shade has been (laughs) misusing uh, the scale now for a little bit with no one else. Like he clearly does not give a fuck what other people say. What he reads in the scrolls. Don't do this. Don't do that. He's like, I'm gonna do it because this magic has been denied to me, and I need it. I do what I want. He does what he wants, and now and maybe been... that's why he's not he's not doing so great. Maybe. Yeah. What is he like? A thousand years old? He's. It's, I mean, you know, it's very unclear because he's been an old man since Fitz was 
He's Six. old. He's hyper exposed to the skill pillar streams. He was wounded and he wasn't like even fully conscious when he went in. So it's Which like he no, had no. a lot of shit stacked against him we when did, he went into that pillar. We did this math already. He was like Shrew- Shrewd's age, right? He's so, older like, than Shrewd. He's like 120 years old. He's, he's old. He's 120. Well, I mean, that's fine. He, he, can, he can fuck <laughs> up a little bit. He's old. Give the guy a break. Well, it would be fine if he didn't have his daughter under a password for skill blocking. <laughs> Especially if it's like, you know, the kind of password that you can't just reset whenever you want, you know? Like, you gotta, like, write it down. It's like freaking Bitcoin. I mean, he had her when he was 100 years old. It's probably really complicated password. I'm just saying, like... It's a phrase. Skill sperm. I, I don't oh know. Oh my god. All right. It's the I, password. Yeah. The, no, the password is password. He's old. That's the password <laughs> is password. Yeah, but it's like capital P A capital S. Maybe there's an exclamation point. Here's my thing about this whole idea that you can lock someone except for like a keyword. Remember who who somebody else had a keyword that was really normal. Whose keyword? Oh, it was Shade's well, keyword. It was Shade. Right? It was yeah. Shade's keyword, but it was from... It was he like, like, gave a clue. There was a hint. Or it was like a riddle. it was like a it was... normal word. <laughs> Wasn't it, it was just like... It was Ada. Ada. It yeah. was open It was sesame. Ada, yeah. yeah so like, like, no one prays. It's fine. But pe- people would <laughs> so just So they should just skill to her L and see what happens. <laughs> and that was like 12 books ago. Oh my god. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure that was literally like the last book. Um, so also another thing that we learned in this in this chapter is that the fool knows who Dwalia is and she a hoe. And she sucks. And also that the the people of Clara's the the servants are so incredibly brainwashed that we don't need to feel guilty if maybe someone like Fitz decides to go on a complete berserker murder rage and kill them all. Like they, kill them. they can't well, be safe. They're want. brainwashed and they're incest. You know, like it's just like there's a lot of stuff. That's nasty. Them. Just kill them. <laughs> It'd be different if they wanted to be saved, but uh, clearly they don't. They want to be part of their. Weird... Well, they don't know anybody. They don't even anybody. They don't know they don't any know. better. They don't know if they want to be saved. They don't know that they should be saved. Well, this goes back to Maybe this whole idea we about don't how like of... it's not cool to deal in dragon parts. I'm like, but is it also? probably not cool to deal in genocide <laughs> like well <laughs> gee golly let me think about it <laughs> like i mean i get that like that fitz is essentially an amoral character who was grown who who was taught that morality is not something that he gets to have because his morality exists outside of him he does he he acts on other people's wishes and needs so like if he needs to, if vengeance for him is a, like a clear choice and it is something that is necessary and something that he may or may not feel guilty for. But this is like a big thing that we are, we have all these people, like what we have, what we have at Buckkeep is a family and like it's dysfunctional, but it is a family and they all care about family. each other and people are right. Like this is like Vin Diesel with a Corona in the garage, like family. everyone just. Oh is is just like interconnected they believe in each other they want everyone to feel good like fitz wants to cry in the mess hall like even the little people like him and what what we're kind of being set up with is this idea that he's going to leave it all behind to go seek revenge 
is this Fitz's purpose? Is this what he's been leading up to? And it's a little scary. It's a little scary for me to think that he is willing to give all this stuff up. Like, there has to be another way than to perpetuate this kind of, like, I mean, obviously, also, if he goes there and kills all those people, you don't think that then, like, that part of the map wouldn't be at war with with the six duchies? Right. No, if he kills them all. <laughs> yeah. He's just gotta be he just thorough. <laughs> he's just he gotta, does a good job. He's gotta yeah. berserk his way through Clarus. <laughs> Get everyone. He's gonna have to Daenerys that, you know. Just it's like, happened in many video yeah. games. It's, it's just, fine. You kill thousands up. of people in a good video game. Once again, I feel like these would be really good video games. Um, is yeah, there any, stealth mode. Is there anything else that we want to talk about? I think that's a no. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did I, it. I we did I just want to say I am shocked at how little happened in this section. Nah, why? I, it's the middle Robin Hood book. It, but it's not. It's not. The, it's, it's not early book. Middle we're book. like we're staunchly middle book, and it is like, what are we doing? Why aren't we going somewhere? And <laughs> just then hanging this, out. We're just this, hanging. This is the point where I'm like, okay, she's already talking. She's already like, okay, we need ten days here. We got ten days there. We just we gotta we gotta add some time in here. And it's like, okay, we're not gonna get yeah. fucking on this quest until third book. Mm. Oh, for sure. Mm. And I'm like, god damn it! Like, really? And I. I didn't want to talk about this. I I, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but it feels a little bit like she was sort of like, I need a third book. I need three books in this. And I just, I don't know what to do here. So, you know, like, I don't maybe... ever think that the issue is that she's trying to stretch content because like, it no. feels like it. No, it, it feels, feels like, like it. She has no, so Ash is like a girl. Like... It's like she gets lost, and she's like, "I'm gonna spend this whole book and just like, oh yeah." And then there were these trees, and I trenches of gravy. Trees? These yeah. trees were this and that and the other, and like whatever. Trenchers and then she's like, "Oh gravy. fuck, you guys! I have to cram all of this shit into this one fucking book because I was just on a lazy stroll through the middle book." <laughs> it's always a lazy stroll. The assassin's lazy stroll. <laughs> All right. The material's there. She's got plenty to do the number of books. It's just the way that she disperses it. That's Yeah, it's how I wrote every essay in high school. I was like, <laughs> I have so much to talk about. I want to talk about the cheese-making process. I want to talk about like all all the different kinds of cheeses you can make. And then I'm like, oh, holy shit. Like, the end of the book, ha the end of the essay happened, and I didn't even actually explain typical fermentation. But the thing is, you yeah. have to appreciate these parts of the books because like, the ends yeah, happen agree. so fast that, like, you don't... This is where we live. Exactly. Yeah. And I think on a reread, I appreciate these things so much more because I'm like, oh, I know it's coming and where it goes and I have to, I have to, you know, take this part yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nice that she's like, oh, remember these characters that kind of just, like, I stopped talking about in like the first trilogy. They're still here. They're still Here's around. Foxglove. Yeah, remember Foxglove? Yeah. Like, I like the dutiful. Was like, who's that? 
I'll say like these four chapters were not the most nothing chapters we've read. Not by a long shot. No, there's like, a lot of but they're late. They're late. There were it's things 20. that happened. It's in chapter these twenty, Ashley. We're in chapter twenty, and like they're still <laughs> just of gathering resources. Chapter twenty of what? They don't even know something? where they are. This is they don't fan- even know this where they are. This is a fantasy novel, okay? You got like eight hundred pages, like. Calm down. Where are, are we halfway through, Rachel? Are we really halfway know, through? I'm looking at the thing. All right. We're, there's 38 chapters, and we're on chapter 20. Yeah, yeah we're, it's fine. We're still. So we're, we're midway. We're still. More My than page midway. count tells me that we're at 53 percent when we start chapter 21. That which is the longest book then? I'm My chapter. The last one. I'm assuming the last one as well. I mean, they just get they get thicker like George Martin trenches yep. of gravy add up. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean this book is seven hundred and fifty three pages long, so that's reassuring. I was like, wow, we got like five chapters left and No. No, we got all we got a ways to go. Hope some more happens. And hopefully she doesn't dilly dally, because I mean you're right, we got some territory to cover here. Literally. And figuratively, <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. I mean I haven't even had a B chapter in like how many? Uh uh-uh. uh. You guys, we have to go through our like whole list of like shit that we do. So are you done? Like, oh my yeah. god, <laughs> so Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I complained. I got it off my chest. The heat is off. I'm so cold. Now, every please. episode prompts aren't in here, so I forgot about it. Oh, sorry. That's my fault. All I right. just thought we were heading straight to an outro. It's every episode prompts. We are pack character introductions and exits. Intros. Foxgloves. Sort of. And his motley crew, yeah. We introduced Joey to Prosper and Integrity. Uh, dude, what? <laughs> like were they what? Were they in the book before? Yeah. They've been mentioned. I mean, they were mentioned, yeah. Why? Because you have to have kids. Don't you remember that like they have they have kids because Eliana was really upset that she only had sons. The kids exist. How old are they? Like apparently they can talk now. They're teenagers. They're teenagers. They're fucking teenagers. And to Clark, we all fam. They're just letting everybody Uh, know. This is not their story. All right, it's not. It's true. (laughs) Next animal assists didn't really get. Any animal assists, but Motley... We're gonna did, get some. Motley, Motley did appeared. make an appearance, and the world witted web has in has done the Scotland Yard thing <laughs> from the we, 100 We learned Dalmatians. the name of, of uh, Purr's horse. Purr's Speckle. horse. Speckle. Speckle. <laughs> Not too far off from, from Dapple. Black or Dapple. Dapple, my black. Speckle's at least kind of cute. Motley groomed the fool. Very important. <laughs> yeah. So did Ash. That's super cute. That was definitely assisting. Uh, fashions from Jamalia. Uh, the only thing I remember is the back of of Ash's slash Sparks. Uh, little head kerchief has three buttons on it. What about wow. the the cape that you hate? So I just oh, the, cape. the lace cape. The fucking yeah, lace cape. The, the lace trimmed. Cape. I'm sorry, that sounded bad. It sounded <laughs> it really didn't sound bad. great. Yeah. <laughs> it's fabulous. Oh, throw that out. Fitz. Just don't. You don't have to wear it if you don't feel it, you know? Put just that don't. cape on, boy. 
That's his favorite outfit. It's like when they put people in stuff like that this sucks on cape? Queer yeah. Eye, and it's like, well, they obviously oh. hate that, and they're just standing there in it. Um, roll the maps. Where are we, and how did we get here? We're inside the castle. We're not going anywhere. It sucks. Moving or on. Or a pillar. Or a pillar. Or a pillar, yeah. Speaking of, Fitz Misery has a moment. The return of Does Fitz Suck? This is where you get to rate him from one to five. Five being the worst and one being the best. Mm. I just thought of something that's unrelated Four. to that prompt. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> Fitz's so, suckage level, uh, he wasn't great. He wasn't great, but I feel like he has room to go again. So, he did trust Nettle eventually. I feel like he's more like a three. He was just kind of like bull in a china shopping his way through this section. Like, <laughs> whoops. I don't know. He's like, I feel like know, since it's I'll not all entirely his people fault. with way too much information. Oh God, I just feel like he wasn't doing that bad. I don't know what. I, I feel like I feel like the skill blasting was like kind of out of his control, so you had to cut him some slack for that. Yeah, and like he didn't get to do enough to suck. So I feel like he's but he was like, I'm not supposed to skill, but let me go get this shit, and then we're gonna skill, right? But he didn't actually skill, (laughs) but only because he got cut off because Shade was physically incapable of skilling. He's (laughs) fine. It's fine. He's got done. room to go. Okay. When he's he like fully that. intended to skill when he was not supposed to. When he's like that, do you think it's just like when you meet him, you're just like, you just hear, Fitz! And you're just like, ah! Oh my god, he's this guy. Like, Fitz! He's like a dragon. He just like yells. I think he just stares loud. at you. I don't think that he talks to you at all. Yeah. It's just awkward, like you're like trying to look away. Only if you can understand the skill, then him, he's just... just... Yeah, I think otherwise he's like completely dead-faced. He doesn't meet you in the eye. He doesn't speak. If he says anything, it's like 20 minutes later. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Okay, so before I forget, the thing that I thought of that we didn't talk about. Yeah. So somewhere in one of these chapters, I forget which one, <laughs> they talk about when they're in the skill stream inside of the pillar... And somebody mentions it mentions hearing like Verdi's voice and how he's like, "Are you gonna join us now or something?" Like it was a call from the dead and beyond. Shade says that, but is Verity dead? Verity's a dragon. Or I mean, but like, or is he right? Is he? What is that all about? Like become a dragon. Become a dragon, or yeah. maybe just like become like get fucking high with us every day. And, like, come live in our... Yeah, join the <laughs> like, skill stream. Come live in our meth high. den. Like I don't know. <laughs> like, well, he also like... talked about shrewd, didn't he? Yeah, and if you if you decide if you go into the pillar and you decide to join the skill stream, is that like a hack? Do you need to build a dragon, or is this like your? I don't know. It? That's what I'm. I don't know. Like what happened. Like you sucked into call. one of the already made dragons. Like <laughs> for sure, their earthly body is done for. But like, w- yeah, I don't know. Like, do you get to like pick the dragon that you team that you want? All the be dragons with are the like, most? join me. I have a girl on my back. Join me. <laughs> I have boar tusks. Join me. I'm a mushroom. Like, <laughs> which one? Could you join dragon. Verity? I mean, could you become part of Verity? Dragon Verity. Verity would be awesome because he's got fucking um... I get in that shit right now. Yeah. And he also kind of helps make that one. So he has more connection to that one. He's part of it already. Yeah. yeah. I get in there. 
but he also put part of himself into Girl on a Dragon, so I think it would be between But, the yeah, if he became that. Girl on Dragon, then he would definitely, if the fool makes it, then he would give the fool rides, and that would be pretty cool to be able to be like. <laughs> I have this theory that, so, the those stone dragons, I think they use up your essence or whatever, like, battery. Mm-hmm. And then you probably go back into the skill stream anyway. Because it seems like they don't really remember you. Some of the older ones, like, can't even, like, you're they don't saying, even know who they are. They just kind of yell shit. You're saying live ships are more alive than the than the, than the, sk- the, the stone. I think they run out of juice. Oh, well, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, they do seem kind of dead. Yeah, because the live ships will just go forever. Like, they don't... They don't. Yeah, they, we don't have any evidence that they would just suddenly turn off one day. Like, well, yeah, because like the the stone dragons have to. You gotta go and you gotta. What what are the rules for it? You gotta have blood and it's gotta be from wit and skill or whatever. Yeah, you have to lick them, flick them, and. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, yeah. What's up? Lick it, shoot it. Lick it, shoot it, suck it. That's. Lick them, sick. Lick them, stick them, suck it. <laughs> Um, can I do the last prompt? Yes, please. Yeah. I just, look, okay, I'm pr- trying to bring stimulating conversation to this podcast because normally I'm just out here faffing around and I had a thought and I needed to bring it up. No, I appreciate you. The last one, we don't, might, we might not even, it might not be relevant. Uh, how's B doing? She's we don't know. Doing what she was in the last section, I guess. What just if? barfing and shitting. What if B decides that she is all in for the servant? Uh, she better take control she because these the fuckers. She better take control because I don't even think Diwalia. it's possible for her to drink the Kool Aid. She's a rebel. I think she would see paths and be like, "Nope, can't do that one." She's like, "That path, Dwalia gets dies in a fire." So let's go down there. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. I only have one thing to say for a spoiler section, so I'm going to do the outro. Our reminder for our next reading section will be Fool's Quest, chapters 21 through 24. We do have some content warnings on chapter 22 because we're going to talk more about incest. And on chapter 24, there's a content warning for rape. So, oh, Christ, what God. the hell, Robin? I It is like pummeling. It is just never fucking ending with these goddamn books. This has been Bucky Keep Radio. You can email us at buckykeepradio at gmail.com. Remember to tell us what you think about three men and a baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't remember any of the other questions that I asked you, but answer those two. How much you would pay for Roteland? Um... <laughs> yeah. Favorite moments what? from the show. Any of yes. that stuff. Um, and I'll read it on air if it's good. Not full of spoilers. And I am Rachel. You can find me on the internet at Darth Rachel. I'm Alyssa, and I'm online at AlyssaMaynard.com. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at FacelessFray on Instagram. I'm Eli, and you can find me at ChewyBreadCosplay. I'm Ashley, and I'm on Instagram at Umbrellas at LadyBirdParker.com. <laughs> <laughs> And I was Joey, and I'm making a new website that I've been making for 10 years. <laughs> it's finally about to be out. That's everything that I've ever made. Ooh. Exciting. Does it have a web address? 
I mean, I, I have like 12 domains. I, I, have like, I have really way too many Is domains. Is it on the World Witted Web? It's on the World Witted Web. It might be the World Witted Web. The World Witted Web. <laughs> as I did, a strong sense of foreboding from the fact that there has been so much time spent in this middle book in Buckheap dealing around closure and like, yep. spending <laughs> yep. spending time with these characters. Yep. Well, that's why I said we gotta savor the, this part because he doesn't get any of it afterwards. They're wrapping up every <laughs> loose end you could think of. Yeah. It's never good. As soon as he walked into the mess hall, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> He's never coming back here. It's not happening. <sighs> but she's, you know, she's got to like, she did. She, I think she played it right to make it feel like, okay, like he's gathering an army to help himself. And like, what are we going to do with shade? Which is just, I have a lot of feelings about that, but it's just, that's depressing. It's just, you know, like, I think she was clever about it to not telegraph too hard, but I think it's also kind of fairly obvious that like Fitz isn't coming back. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but you know, okay. I mean, it would have been too nice for him to be able to go and do all of this stuff and then just come back and enjoy all of it. But would this? Does he? Would he have ever? Like that. That's why I feel like the end of the Fits of the Fool. Not this. No, this is the Fits of the Fool trilogy. The Tawny Man. The Tawny Man trilogy. Why it never felt genuine to me because it's like this is not what this character, like objectively, you know, whether or not I want him to be happy or whatever, what I think about Molly or whatever. Like this character is not set up this way for him to have this ending. This isn't it. So. I mean, it's a kind of depressing ending, but I do think it is fitting for him. Yeah, he's the Wolf of the West now. Just, you know, blow a whistle. He'll be there. <laughs> Until the battery runs out. <laughs> Until the battery runs out. I do like that he's reading that dream journal and he's like, oh, a woman in a, a garden surrounded by bees. This is not a prophecy. Moving on. Right. <laughs> like, like fits that that really gave Drew. That, that happened. You're looking at your own life. <laughs> That's all I had to say, guys. That's it. We can be, we went long, so we can be done. Okay. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Hooray. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.